Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. not too late, Justin. Welcome to another episode of Sorry We Love Football. I am everybody relax. We're fine. Eagles fan Daniel Hardigan. Ahead of me is Destroyer of Worlds Chiefs fan Danny Solomon. What a beautiful man Patrick Mahomes is. Uh, we have ambivalent Washington football fan Jamel Johnson. Yeah, whatever. And our first ever guest, fan of the best team in New York, Aaron Vell. Welcome, Aaron. The Bills are 2-0. So I was thinking about this because my game, the Chiefs and Raiders game, late game, was not on network TV, which led to a mad dash to find some way to watch this game. And it started making me realize how much the NFL forces you to chase your game. If it's not the primetime game, if it's not the flex spot, if it's, not, if it's blacked out on your station where you live – you have to go find it somewhere. If it's not on the networks, you got to go to a sports bar or something. You spend $30 on chicken wings and fries, and then you do it again for the late game. So that's $60 for that one day. Or you, you shell out. You pay $294 for NFL Sunday ticket. That's if you have DirecTV. You could do Reddit streams, but they just stop in the middle sometimes if you don't have the right internet connection. They just crap out at a moment's notice. My point being, the NFL knows that you're an addict. They know that you can't get enough. And so they keep finding ways. They give you a little taste. You know, you get the Thursday game a couple of times in the beginning of the year. And then all of a sudden, boom, now it's on Amazon Prime. You got to have a Prime membership. They, they gouge you. They find little ways to keep you hooked. And then they go for the big score. They always... They, they never treat you like, uh, like a person who just wants to watch football. It's, it's, you are the disgusting, sloppy, I'll suck your dick for just one yeah. Chiefs-Bengals game. And uh, the Yahoo app won't let you use Wi-Fi. You can watch the game for free, That's, but only yeah. on data. What kind of trash is that? They've got, they're in cahoots with the data people. Bills fan, you must totally know this feeling. Um when your parents have NFL ticket and then you just like steal it from them from yeah. the online oh, app. And parents. you and your sister have to text over who's going to get the game for however long. Although my sister lives in New York, so I was like, isn't the Bills game going to be the national game? Which ended up being that. But there was like an hour where she was like, well, I'm waiting to find out if it is. And I was like, okay, well, you need to tell me if I'm going to be able to watch the game at all. And then at like 9.50, she was like, okay, I'm off the app. You can just let me know when you're going to get off because I want to watch the late games. And I was like, cool, thanks. Thanks for the heads up. I'm on a, I'm on a, li- I'm in a lift to the one Bills bar in Los Angeles. <laughs> no, I was coming back from Vegas and I was in the car and I was like in the passenger seat hungover as hell trying to figure out if I was going to be able to watch this game sound down <laughs> on my phone. And I did and it was great. What I hated this week, um, I know it's only week three. It's early. And this is something that comes up every year. The referees have already started to stink up the entire league. Mm. I mean, the Saints-Rams fumble and just inadvertent whistle, I don't know why they do that and stop the play. I guess it's for player protection, but it's a clear-cut touchdown. We have Odell Beckham's visor last night. Uh, Midway (laughs) through the first quarter, the guy's been playing. They have to pull him off the field because a ref notices he has an illegal visor on that he played with week one and a couple series during that actual game, you have the Trubisky sack where 
just gives the Bears a win. The, the Bears have to do nothing to drive down the field. A guy just lays on him at the end. There's a, there's a touchdown. Carson Wentz is diving into uh, the end zone on a two-point conversion. His knee touches the, the turf. He gave himself him up. Give himself up, Dan. Doesn't give himself up to anybody but Jesus Christ. <laughs> and you know that. And so what I mean it's just these these I don't understand. It's always gonna be a flawed game. And I like the imperfection for the most part. But the football gods need to make some sort of arrangement with the football refs on how we're gonna play this whole thing out. I think people are frustrated. I know I am. I and it's not like baseball where you can just scream at an ump in their face. You know, I always see a manager just run out there and there's a fucking argument and 40,000 people are just watching these two guys fight. And football ref just kind of stonewalls you and they just don't give you anything. And there's no way to even reason with these people. Well, I last week I saw Miles Jack almost rip the head off of a poor <laughs> zebra in the middle of the game. and looked like he was going to beat the shit out of the guy. I mean, what would you prefer, though? Would you prefer just a whole robot-controlled league where it's just cameras and every it seems blade like of grass in the field? That's what we need. We need sensors, bro. Sensors if got everywhere. hanging cameras, let's put 25 more sensors on the ground. Like drones? Yeah, drones. We'll make the players wear those back things. Every Oh, yeah. <laughs> back reader <laughs> shits. You know what I'm saying? And then we'll, uh, we'll also uh, make them uh, take the, uh, what is it, sodium... Uh, Pyanthanol, whatever that like <laughs> fucking truth serum. Everybody has to take truth serum before the game. Uh, so no lies. Is that uh, what you think the refs are doing? They're just lying? I mean, yeah, dude. I think it's human error. It's human, human error. error. And it's basic human idiocy. Gambling, bro. Oh, wow. You're are, talking conspiracy. I'm talking Tim Conway. Absolutely. Are you fucking kidding? These calls are ridiculous. I will say that you mentioned the football gods. I think doing this the robotic way. It actually is an affront to the football gods. The refs being crappy is part of the will of the football gods being done. I see the charm. The it's a necessary evil. Exactly. I mean, saying. can you think about how many alternate histories we might have if the football gods, if the refs had not, you know, screwed things up in the way that they have? We we could it could be like fucking man in the high castle. We could be ruled by Nazis right now. We 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 almost were if the Pats had won. I, t- I, mean, the I, I take it won back. Last year, if the Saints had been in the Super Bowl, maybe we would have been spared another Patriots Super Bowl. But we don't know. That's true. So what deal did the Patriots make with these gods? Uh, well, just to go back to Danny's thing, uh, German people would have to be into football for that to happen. I think they are. Isn't isn't Moritz Boehringer or something? He's uh, he's the <laughs> German player that got uh, drafted by the Vikings or something. He's he's floating around somewhere and he's generating interest. Aaron Bell, what'd you hate about football this week? Um, well, I'm just gonna I'm gonna say it up front. Um, the Patriots. Yeah. Uh, Thank while you. While I love to see the Dolphins um, self implode, there's nothing I love more than this as a Bills fan. To see our division basically wide open except for the Patriots is very exciting. But the fact that it is wide open except for the Patriots is depressing. It seems like like the narrative that they are this villain that every team in the NFL has to overcome and has to beat is not fun anymore. Like, for a while, it was kind of fun where I was like, oh, the Patriots, like, they're the worst. Like, oh, we all hate them. Like, let's see who can take them down. And there was, like, actually a chance for teams to beat them. But now it seems like that that chance is virtually gone. And that's not fun for anyone. It's not fun. It doesn't seem like it's fun for them, honestly. Like, they, I mean, they're, I mean, obviously it is because they're just world domination, I guess. They don't care. But, like, what's the point? Their fans don't even care. And it's just, it's up to their mercy. Like, when they decide to be done, we will be free. Yes. So, up until that point, we are just ruled by the Patriots with an iron fist. They are our oppressors. It's the worst. It's the worst. It's up to us, Aaron. Our teams... (laughs) are really the only shot that this season has, at least in the AFC. You guys are NFC trash. You don't understand. The AFC has been ruled by this evil empire for so long, and we're finally amassing the ammo we need to go after them. We have two different methods of doing it. You guys are going (laughs) defense. You're going to try to stop Brady in the offense, and Antonio Brown now apparently being part of it. Honestly, that was the thing, too, is like, 
thinking of what Tom Brady can do with just mediocre receivers and like mm. how good that they just miraculously are every year. It's like, oh, Tom Brady's not going to have him to throw to. Like, who is it going to be? And he, they still throw for like thousands of yards a game, like whatever. Ugh. To now have one of the best receivers, um, if he continues to play, hopefully not. It's just like, what's the point? Like, why? Why is this happening to us? We need evil to fight evil. That's how it works. That's why we have Tyreek Hill. So mm-hmm. we can neutralize Antonio Brown. Yeah. That's <laughs> why we kept him. Out, Evil begins. That's fair. Yeah. Honestly, um, after, what are we dealing with, 12 years of these guys? More. More? 2001. 2001? I've turned the corner. I'm actually back into it. What? What? Yeah. He's the, you're a nihilist now. No. Because you love the Redskins no. and they're not no. good, love you're going to blow the whole be thing more, up. You're how Trump got evil. elected. Be more evil. Hire OJ as a coach. Oh, my God. Yes. No, you're not getting the mic back, Dan. I, w- I wouldn't mind him I in the like booth. I the Patriots now. I wouldn't mind OJ in the booth. So he has been basically auditioning on Twitter for this whole season. Um, I don't follow him, but I do, like, have to watch the videos to see what he's saying because I'm just like to yeah. what end why are you doing this I maybe he's he, I, he's he just will never stop believing he can make a comeback and I don't know he deserves we're, we're, it he deserves a comeback from us well, we owe it to him as a nation of trash people we deserve that you're right we deserve him to come back also side note he's not verified on Twitter still to this day <laughs> that's the one thing we get Which that's the is, one punishment i think it's hilarious that it's just like i have to search for through like five fake oj accounts before i find the real one because he's not verified how many times has this come up in the in the conference room at twitter headquarters like guys <laughs> people like, are confused about the real oj account do we put a check mark <laughs> their like agenda is like do we ban nazis from this platform and then next to it was like do we verify oj <laughs> It's on like a big whiteboard in the the conference room. OJ, if he deserves nothing, he deserves clout from us. Give the man his check and give the man a job. Wow. Yeah. Couldn't disagree more. (laughs) Patriots fan, OJ Simpson fan, Jamel Johnson, what did you hate about football this week? Well, you know what I hated about football this week? Um, The end of season four of Ballers, I'll be honest. (sighs) A little, not enough resolution for me. Spencer Strathmore is taking on the NCAA. I like that. He's going to the top. It's a very heartfelt and emotional season. That's fine. But we, I needed a little more. I needed a little more of the court case. I needed a little more <laughs> order, less law. They got Shooter McGavin playing like Roger Goodell, I think. No, I'm just going from the previous. Jerry Jones. He's Jerry playing Jones. Jerry Jones. Got it. Which is casting. like, that's fine. That's really good. I think he's an amazing owner of the cow. He should just be the real owner of the Cowboys at this point. But like, <laughs> basically, he's trying to like leverage the NCAA so like this dude that he's trying to like groom to be his client can play at USC again, and then like that works out. But we don't know how the case ends. We don't know if the case gets dropped. And then you just walk in season five. Uh, 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 Denzel Washington's kids on fucking steroids now <laughs> and uh, you know this fool gets hit by a fucking car and that's just things are happening with no real explanation to how the thing before ended and it bothered me a lot way more than the actual <laughs> playing football let's move on and get, give some week three previews we're just gonna get this thing rolling Thursday night week three game Titans at Jaguars in AFC South. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Jaguars. I've listened to a lot of podcasts where people say Jaguars, and I was like, if I ever get my own football podcast, I'm going to admonish anybody who pronounces it that way. There is an A there. Jaguars? It's not wire. It's not the wire. Jags. We're going to go Jags. (laughs) That's fine. I'm going to talk about the Jags for a second. Gardner Minshew, now the face of the The team. Gardner Minshew the second. Thank you. You're welcome. Face of the team. Mustache of the team. Mustache of the league, I would say. Aaron Rodgers had it for a second. Stolen from Gardner Minshew. I mean, Rodgers has to be just incredulous. I never bought Aaron's mustache, to be honest. It didn't play. So Gardner Minshew's the face of the team. But honestly, I think the defense deserves way more credit. I mean, the Jags defense goes up against the Texans. They have uh, high-level players at every position. 13 points. I thought it was great road effort. But then you have Coach Doug Marone, who mm. Aaron is all too familiar with, <laughs> who this, the players are fighting on the sideline. 
Gardner Minshew has all the momentum in the world, is about to just suck the life out of the stadium. They go for two, and they run the ball. Jalen Ramsey is requesting a trade. He's about to fight Doug Marone. On a the lot sideline. of those guys were. Yeah. Uh, number 25 and 26 had to get up and kind of separate mm-hmm. coach from player. was on Doug Marone's Wikipedia yesterday, and uh, his personal section's pretty good. Uh, this is all it says. Doug Marone is married to Helen, and they have two daughters and one son. Sounds like <laughs> Helen edited Doug Marone's <laughs> Wikipedia page. Just to let people know, Doug is spoken for, Doug's a good boy, and Doug's going to come home after the game. Why is there no segment here for his family? <laughs> Jamal, you want to talk about your Titans, who the, who the Jags are playing this week? Absolutely. Come on, man. The team I'm officially backing, I am a teen Titan, uh, 32-year-old teen Titan, Jamel Johnson. And I've decided they're my guys, and we're going to take this opportunity to get back in the win column. Jags are in disarray. Uh, we're playing on the road, so nothing can catch on fire. <laughs> I think that's good for whoever missed the uh, actual real live fire that started the Titans game last week. Literally everything has happened in the NFL in the first two weeks. All right, moving on. First Sunday early game, Lions at Eagles. Danny, you want to start with the Lions? I don't, but I will. Um, <laughs> the Lions are so bad. They're not going to just – they're not going to pull off the miracle, but they did. They pulled off that miracle – even despite Matt Stafford playing like crap, as he usually does, despite them having no real team to speak of on offense or defense. I mean, can you name any defensive players on the Lions right now? Darius Slay. We ain't worried about that. You only need to know one name. C.J. Anderson. C.J. Yeah, Anderson. That's right. C.J. Anderson bowling balling his way to that's another gig right. in Detroit. But... You know, even though the Detroit Lions uh, did pull off a very useful victory last week for me, uh, I don't think that they're going to be able to do the same against the Eagles. I think they're going to get their asses kicked by a team that's angry and annoyed and hungry, desperate, one might say, for a victory. So I'm going with the Eagles over the we-all-know-they're-bad Detroit Lions. The undefeated Detroit Lions. Did you guys see... um I think it was Melvin Gordon tweeted at like Matt Prater and was like, "Hey, Lions kicker, like drinks on me after." But Matt Prater like <laughs> is an alcoholic or like was an alcoholic. Yeah. So is it a troll yeah. or was he and really I was being like, oh, sincere? Oh, this is kind of mean. Yes. <laughs> but who knew Prater was an alky? I didn't know that. It makes sense. I bet every kicker's an alcoholic, dude. That's true. Because you no, like not Hauschka. I feel scared. Okay, he's, a, he's perfect. He's a, he's a good, good boy. He's, an, he's a nice man. He's the only person in Buffalo not House drinking money. alcohol. All right, great. Is that that's right, his nickname? Well, House, money? We'll House money. I like that. We have um, butt kicker. I think the Eagles are going to win this game, but it's going to be another close game because the Eagles are fine. They're not good. They're not great this year. Hmm. They are a decent football team. The look and on Harding's beat, face. But they are better <laughs> than. There's so many teams that are slightly worse than them that they will beat in close games. They're, they're the tops of the NFC. It's just the NFC is not very good this year. Tops? It's only two weeks in. We need four weeks before we figure out who's actually at the top. And y'all are in the middle. <laughs> Ouch. Give him the mic. How does it feel? Darkness has fallen across the land. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad time. Oh, I thought you were going to do the whole Vincent Price yeah, from Thriller. <laughs> it's a bad time to be in this league. The funk a, of 50,000 years. There's a menace. <laughs> there's a menace in New England. Thankfully, there's still a light that shines. A beacon of hope. A group of freedom fighters led by Doug Peterson. Oh this God. is written down General in his notes. Car- <laughs> General Reading Carson it Wentz off of something. Well, led a brave resistance last Sunday, but we don't play for week two wins. General Wentz is desperate to experience postseason play and restore peace and justice to the NFL and bring the Lombardi Trophy to where it fucking belongs, back to Philadelphia. No good guys are ever general anything. No. (laughs) They're field generals. Zod. The point is, I'm not rattled. General Leia. She's good. I'm Uh, not rattled at all. She just got promoted. Yes, I watched some Star Wars in my hotel room last weekend. (laughs) Might have caught a scroll. Might have, you know, sparked some, (laughs) some, uh, some thoughts after that game. Anyhow, this team is fine. Talk to me when we lose a game when Alshon and Dishon are on the field. Moving on. Moving Sean. 
<laughs> Moving shots. Um, next early game we have is Cincinnati Bengals at Buffalo Bills. I mean, the enthusiasm in Buffalo is going to be through the fucking roof. Aaron, talk about the Bills. So this is the Bills' first home go- game. I will be attending with uh, like my whole family, so I'm really excited. Whoa. Slash, we might all die, but it's fine. Um, so the Bills could be 3-0 for the first time since 2011. And when the Bills went 3-0 in 2011, their week three win was over the Patriots. Um, Fitzmagic led the charge on a last-second field goal. It's my freshman year of college, and it was my, like, th- so third week of college, like, mid-September. So I didn't really know anybody that well yet, but I, like, ran a full lap around my dorm room floor because I was so happy. Because I think I can count on one hand maybe the times that the Bills have beaten the Patriots in the past 15 years. And that was a really, really big one. It was really a fun, a fun win. So, and then the the time before that, uh, in 2009, the Bills went 4-0 and did not make the playoffs. So there's a lot of precedent here. No pressure. But if the Bills go 3-0, their week four opponent is the Patriots mm. coming to Buffalo. Yes. Big week. If we go 3-0 and that happens, I'm going to be delusionally optimistic think that we are maybe the Patriots first big test can we do it um you know Josh he looked great on Sunday he's definitely a little more confident um the Bills have been throwing a lot because they've been splitting their run game between uh Devin Singletary and Frank Gore which is fine it's not great could be better so if they got the pass game I I love to see it and their defense is great so definitely a good chance to go 3-0 Andy Dalton will get a hero's welcome in Buffalo because he is the reason that we made the playoffs two years ago. So, like, you love to see that support for another human. (laughs) Um, (laughs) This is the NFL, Aaron. Yeah, I know. And, like, there is mostly hatred, but there is some goodwill between teams, and I'm sure he will get, like, a standing ovation, no joke. So there's tenderness in the people of Buffalo. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. People of Buffalo, like, donated thousands of dollars to Andy Dalton's charity when the Bills made the playoffs in 2017. It's like a thank you. People were donating, like, increments of $17. Aren't there Bills Dalton jerseys floating around? Yeah, absolutely. That's what I thought. What is Andy Dalton's charity? Let's look Uh, it up. I think it's the Andy and um, his wife's name foundation. Andy and J.J. Dalton Foundation. J.J. Shout that out. Yep. I donated to that foundation. I'm one of the You did that, too. Yep. Well, you helped... Patients, pediatric patients in various medical facilities throughout Cincinnati and its surrounding yes, communities. Yes, I did. Because the Bills have made the playoffs twice in my lifetime, and one of them was in 2017. So, And it was good. glorious. And it, was, and it helped out my new friend, LaShawn McCoy. Um, and in that spirit, I also believe that the Bills are going to beat the Bengals. They got waxed by the Niners last week. It was not even close. And... Even though the Bengals had like some spirit in the first week and you can see a possibility where maybe Andy Dalton could kind of just, you know, heave it out of the stadium with Zach Taylor and, you know, they've got a good thing going kind of, you know, McVay light over there, Uh, you know, with AJ Green shelved, they just don't really have anything. Mixon's playing hurt. Their defense has always been just kind of fine. I don't even think it's as good as it was the last couple of years. And the Bills, yeah, they gave up forty-one to yeah, I don't forty-one think to Jimmy G. I think you might be right. And the frauds. <laughs> uh, so I, I do believe that the Bills will go three and zero, despite uh, some potential offensive issues that could come up with the Bills. But I love that you guys have Mitch Morse. Mitch Morse is my dude, and he could solidify that line. And then you got something with Josh Allen. He can make the throws. He just can sometimes not make the throws. I will say every time he runs, I, I like curl up into a ball of anxiety because I just I assume the bill, the most Bills thing to happen would be for us to pick a franchise quarterback and have him get hurt in some horrific way. And like he like he can run. Right. And he's a big dude and he can get through people. But he also kind of seems like he doesn't know the scope of his body and he's like not in control of it at times doesn't know how to fall kind of like (laughs) yeah and i feel like i've described him as this you know when like puppies of big dogs have like (laughs) big paws when they're still small puppies and they kind of don't understand how that works yet and they're Uh. like what what is that how do i what is what are these things that's how josh (laughs) allen is as a person where he's just like he doesn't he has these huge legs I, i don't think he quite understands their power so we just can't worry about that we got the only quarterback that's going to get hurt as we know is Carson Wentz because he wants Josh McCown 
to take over the team. This is true. That's what he always wanted. Uh, I have no technical analysis. My question to you, Aaron, if the Bills win, are you jumping through a table? Uh, so, so no. So, uh, <laughs> I, uh, a few years ago, I was at a Bills preseason game. It was kids' night. Yes, kids' um, night. Jump through a table. <laughs> yes. No, I didn't jump through a table, but I did first play of the game. Uh, we were playing the Vikings. Um, the Vikings had the ball. It was a sack. I jumped out of my seat, came down, twisted my ankle, thought that's all it was. Um, it continued to hurt through the game. Um, the next morning I woke up, it was swollen and purple and gross, and I had to go to the urgent care, and I mm-hmm. uh, broke my foot Ouch. at a preseason Bills game. Love it. And I think that is probably the most injured I ever want to be at a Bills game. So, jump, But I, this is the thing about the table jumping. I simultaneously don't get it where I'm like, why would anyone want to do this? I don't understand the, the value. I don't understand the appeal. But at the same time, it looks like there's nothing more satisfying than getting that perfect break. Like when the table just halves and then you're on the ground. Yeah. So. And it helps the team. <laughs> I don't know about that, but yeah, I don't think the team know. is aware of any of that. Uh, we got our next matchup, which is Jets at Patriots. The, <gasps> the, ha- the Patriots' first three games have just been Cake against walk. hapless opponents. Jamel, you want to talk about the Jets for a moment? Luke Falk. You know, Luke Falk, he got a little thing going with Robbie Anderson late in that game. I'll say that. And, um, I mean, the Jets are not going to lose this game. Obviously, there's yes. no actual way around that. But um, I mean, the Jets are going to be bad, but it's like a bad in a way where it's like they're trying. They're not Dolphins bad. They're clearly not Dolphins bad. Right. Le'Veon Bell is there and he's good. You see him crying this week. Yeah, because he fumbled at the end. He was trying so hard. And Odell showed him up at home. It was rough, but I don't know. Something about the Jets is still feisty. Feisty enough for me to watch this game. <laughs> And my beloved Patriots. I do like when the third-string quarterback seems more exciting than the second-string guy. I feel like when Simeon went down, the whole team was excited. They were like, thank (laughs) God that guy's out. Because he fucking sucked, dude. Did you hear him on the mic'd up? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. He's like, oh, golly, gee, Willikers. (laughs) Get out of here. Oh, what are you? Oh, what in the Sam Hill? Shut the fuck up, dude. He's the first nerd quarterback. Well, I would argue that Ryan Fitzpatrick is the first nerd quarterback because I don't know Harvard. if you knew this. He went to Harvard. He went to. He Harvard. also wears his wedding ring. So <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot about Ryan Fitzpatrick from his uh, Bills era. The Jets are taking on the Patriots in New England. Aaron, any? I know we've talked about the Patriots. Any? Any uh, extra thoughts there? So I was looking at the Patriots' schedule and I was wondering, will they lose a game this season? Wow. And that just is a sickening thought. And I feel bad. There's a couple maybes. The Ravens, I think, could put up a good fight. The Bills could put up a good fight. Um, beyond <coughs> that, Chiefs, maybe? Maybe. <laughs> at Eagles. Ah, come well, come on. I think that game could get ugly and, like, definitely full of injuries. But I don't know. Fine. I at, least, at least one of us. Let's just say it right here. Let's have a pact. We'll make a pact. One of our teams needs to, needs to injure Tom Brady. <laughs> Not win the game. We need Just to end this Tom shit. Brady. Let's more end than win. the Sorry. reign of terror. My last Patriots question: Will Gronk be back on the team before the season's end? That's his, a great question for Dan Hardigan, who has him on fantasy. His brain is healed per Twitter. It's back. Gronk has said that he has recovered from his like twenty concussions, and people can come back from traumatic brain injuries. I guess so. Will he play? For the Patriots. Renowned neurosurgeon Robert Gronkowski. Gronk's brain is good to go. Fire him up. Put him in the fucking game. Let's go. <laughs> what was his test to decide that his brain was back? Uh, it wasn't. He, it didn't involve no, reading. No, he just said that he what, did a bunch of therapy and um, healing. I don't know. It was kind of unclear. And honestly, it's dangerous to make a statement like that to say that you can recover from a traumatic brain injury that is degenerative and that like every player in the NFL is going to have. So we worked on a clip show with Robert Gronkowski. We believe in the man that said, don't come back, please. You're having too good of a time and you're skinny. You're skinny. Don't get hurt. Just hold on to the little bit of brain that you have left. Uh, Next up early game, Oakland Raiders traveling to the Minnesota Vikings. 
Danny, anything about these Raiders? You just um, played them. You know, I, I actually was pretty stoked about them beating the Broncos in week one because I thought they would be the joke of the division. Turns out it's the Broncos, and hilariously so. But the Raiders actually looked good. They looked really good the first quarter of our game last week. It was just in the second quarter and beyond where Derek Carr started to car it up. And I don't know. I mean, I don't like John Gruden. I think he's such a wang. And it's tough to watch him and listen to him. And, you know, they always need to hear his voice on things. They're always miking him up and put – I know he has to be on the podium, but he's just like, he, you know, the, the pre-game interview and then the post-game interview and all this stuff. You see it on your YouTube. You have to hear this guy's voice 100 times a day. Uh, I just don't know if the message is inspiring enough now that the team has has been brutalized in – full view of the public the way it has on hard knocks. I don't think that they ever had what it took even with Antonio Brown. And now I think after the, the fun hype fest of, of the week one win, they've come back down to earth and they're going to stay there. So I, I think they're going to lose to a better Vikings team, even though they have some problems too. Just not as many as the Raiders. Raiders fans, Mutant Football League. I just want to shout out Mutant Football League every time. Jamel, any words on Perp Cousins and the Vikings? Kirk was was terrible this last week. Well, he is who we thought he was <laughs> and always has been. You're welcome, Minnesota. Enjoy them picks. They are going to keep mm-hmm. coming in bunches. The dude just, I don't know, man, trading guys fucks with people's psyches. You thought because he's so corny he could handle it. Turns out he can't. I don't know. Very interesting battle between Carr and Cousins, though. Who is the bigger suck bag? I mean, which one out of the two blows more? Honestly, I, I, I think I want to say Derek Carr. I want him to fail because I want Nathan Peterman to start. For the I, I would also like Nathan Peterman to start, but isn't Mike Lennon in there? Isn't, he, oh, maybe. isn't his weird-looking ass, his, his beginning of the Matrix, like once you get taken out of the Matrix, that's what he looks like. I think Deshaun Kaiser's on that team now, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> put, put the Kais, Kaiser role wow. in there. That quarterback room, that is... What's it like? If you could just be a, be a fly, fly on, on the wall, wall <laughs> in that fucking quarterback room. Do these guys... What do they talk about? Hey, interceptions are awesome. Bumble, fets, bumble sacks? They, Fuck yeah. They play in Oco Coliseum, by the way. They're not flies on the wall. They're full-on millipedes. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, next 1 p.m. game, we got the Baltimore Ravens traveling to... The Kansas City Chiefs, this is probably the game of the week. Two 2-0 two teams uh, battling for AFC sup- supremacy. I'll start with the Ravens. Um, they're in the position where they find themselves alone in this AFC North. They're, they're like, whoa, it's kind of our division to lose now. We're the, we're the clear-cut favorites. I'm interested to see how they respond to that. I think coming into the season, they're like, no one believes in us. This is the Steelers. Now – the other teams are out. The Browns, the Browns are going to be eight and eight or nine and seven. Baltimore has a chance to really just steal this thing and and get a bye. I mean, Danny, what do you think about this team coming in? Are you worried? Yeah, I'm, I was worried last season when they played really good defense. They lost a couple of defensive starters, and Lamar wasn't as good of a of a thrower last season as he is now. So those things kind of balance out, and I think that they have basically the same team that took us to, you know, overtime last season and really gave us a game. And I think they could probably do the same thing. I think then it all boils down to whether our defense can stop Lamar Jackson at all or whether their defense can stop Patrick Mahomes at all. And in situations like that where it's so even, we have the home field advantage. It's our first home game of the season. Patrick Mahomes, you see, there's something there. Home, Holmes. I get it. He's gonna win. He's gonna pull it out. We're gonna be, we're gonna be four and zero in the first quarter of the season. I guarantee that. Any Andy Reid insight this season? Anything he's doing differently, or is he just same old guy? Reliable? He's letting Pat air it out a lot more than he did last. Last season, it was all the sweeps and jet motions and tunnel screens and things like that he was going he he was trying to stretch it out stretch out the field horizontally now he's doing the same thing vertical he's getting you to defend every blade of grass on the field he's a genius so uh next up we got atlanta falcons at colts aaron you got any words on these colts 
Um, is Jacoby Brissett for real? Maybe. Could be. Everyone thought they were going to be a disaster, and now they're like, actually, no, we're, we're fine. They paid him. We can do it. Also, that division's pretty bad, too. So I think the Colts are still a relative contender in the AFC. Frank Reich, shout out. Yeah, shout out. The God. Uh, I have one thing on Atlanta. Congratulations, guys. You eked out a home <laughs> victory against a decimated Eagles team. You should be proud. But then what do I see filling up my timeline? Falcons jubilation. Coach giving a we finally slayed the dragon speech. The locker room dancing like it won the fucking Super Bowl. But you don't know what it feels like to win a Super Bowl, do you, Atlanta? No. Jeez. Enjoy the good times because a dark cloud is fucking swirling outside the Mercedes-Benz Dome. I like the Colts in this one. Big. Blow them out, Indy. Go get them. <laughs> fucking, this is, like, ah! depressing. When I see Matt Ryan, I just see, like, sadness. Like, there is just, like, he's a hollow shell of who he once was. He is a, he is a human 28 to 3. So, I, 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 I kind of am rooting for them, but I, I feel immense sadness at the Falcons. Okay, moving on. We got uh, the somehow 1-1 one one Denver Broncos at the upstart defensive juggernaut Green Bay Packers. Did you watch that game, Danny? I did, but just to clarify, you're absolutely wrong about the Broncos. They should be 1-1, one and one, but they're 0-2. Oh, oh. I love it. They're a terrible team. Their defense isn't as good as it has been. They get It's only by reputation and the fact that Vaughn and Chubb are, are the two ends, but everybody else is sort of a downgrade from how they've been. And then, you know, the, you've got Joe Flacco. I mean, you've got just Joe Flacco is there. He's the quarterback, Joe Flacco. It's just not going to happen this season, and the, Panth- the Packers look fucking good. Yeah, it's the defense right now. I mean, the Aaron Rodgers shut down for about three whole quarters of that game. I think they jumped out in front 21-0 to zero, like uh, 10 minutes into the game, didn't score again. Um, that was an interesting game. Any, pa- any more Packers thoughts? Let's move yeah. on. All right. Yeah. Um, we have the Miami Dolphins traveling to Dallas to take on the 2-0 Cowboys. They shouldn't have to play every game. <laughs> The Dolphins should get to decide a few games that they don't want to show up to. Let these poor guys stay home. They have families. That's how I feel. <laughs> you're, you're reaching. You're stretching. You'd like it. You'd love it if they beat the Cowboys. Obviously. You would just cream your jeans. And I would too, okay? It's not that I wouldn't, but come on, let's be fucking real. It's not going to happen. Early trying- season Dak looks all right. Dak is back. Good enough to beat the Dolphins. I'm trying to conjure some sort of Fitz magic, bottle it up, send it to Dallas. The guy fucking plays out of his mind. He still has to play with other dudes. There's And there is no Fitz magic anymore. He ran out of Fitz magic in Tampa Bay. Yeah. He used up his last dark spell to conjure a touchdown from that arm. He is done playing football. The only thing you can hope for is that he gets benched or sidelined and then you get the Rosen one. That's real. It's real. Miami deserves a Jewish quarterback at all times. The fans do, for sure. Uh, and as far as the Cowboys, I yield my time to you guys. I have nothing to say. Neither do we. Yeah, same. Fuck them. Fuck them. Okay, let's move on to the 4 p.m. games. We got to talk about Pittsburgh versus San Francisco 49ers. One team red arrow pointing down other team green ticker pointing up man pittsburgh the sky is falling the fun thing about pittsburgh is they are a proud franchise and proud franchises don't tank even when every indication says to do so they just traded for minka fitzpatrick it's written on the wall just be bad this season you can get a great draft pick ben will be back next year reload they're not going to do that. This team, that's not in their DNA. They don't think that way, for better or for worse. Their fans won't accept it. The The locker room won't accept it. They're going to try and win. And, I mean, this is going to be an interesting game. I, the 49ers, I think, have been a lot better than people are giving them credit for. Any way you slice it, 2-0 and to start the season, both games on the road, it's, it's impressive. I mean, they put up 45 in Cincinnati – the Kyle Shanahan offense might be working. I don't even know who their skill players are other than George Kittle, and they are 
just manufacturing big point totals. Garoppolo's 10-2 and two in his career. I, I know we all jumped on it because there was a, bu- a bunch of hype about him and then he got hurt, but um, this is a fascinating game to me. I, I really want to see the true colors of both of these teams. Who do you think is going to win, fool? <sighs> Be honest. I think San Francisco is going to win this game. I mean, you have a, a really young quarterback on the road in Pittsburgh. Um, it's going to be closer than than I think people might think, though. This is a this is a close game, Danny. They beat the Bucks and the Bengals, yeah. the 49ers. and yes, they did it on the road. Great. I don't think that they're a solid team, and yet again, they get another gift with Ben Roethlisberger being out. Granted, he was not playing very well. But he's out for the season, so now they're going to be super depressed. And they've got Mason Rudolph, the hopefully the red-nosed reindeer that guides them through the darkness of night to a victory. But that's not going to happen. We all know how demoralizing it is to lose the only quarterback you've known since fucking 2003 or whatever it was. I mean, this guy, they, they still think he's going to come back next season and be the starter. They spent a first-round pick to get a new DB. And they could have used that first-round pick on a new quarterback because that's what they're going to need. They said players are talking about the fact that Ben Roethlisberger's career might be over, and yet they still think he's going to come back and save them or that they could do well this season and that Mason Rudolph might be the answer. Whatever it is, it's all a joke, and somehow the 49ers get lucky enough again to take advantage of it. They are going to win. It probably is going to be a close game, but these are not – good teams we're talking about i'm taking the steelers bro fuck it well real nihilist today Mm -hmm. just because you expect the unexpected man it's still too early to get full reads and i think (laughs) a a backup might be what the steelers needed the steelers did not look good pittsburgh does have the nobody believes in us factor now which every team loves every team loves to have no one believe yeah. in them except the guys in this locker room yeah it's like shut the fuck Just, wow. what? everybody says that even I the know. patriots get away with saying it's they a don't, classic they cannot the patriots cannot but say they that. do they do bulletin board material is real people and it works all right sunday 4 p.m we got giants at buccaneers aaron daniel jones is the starter what's gonna happen here uh, I mean, it'll still probably be pretty bad because um, while Daniel Jones may start and may throw more than Eli, if the team can figure out Saquon Barkley, then the Giants are basically done. And Saquon had that one really good run, the like first drive of the game where he ran like 70 yards and scored a touchdown, and I was like a little bit worried. I was like, mm, Bills defense need to figure this out, but they did, thankfully. Um, but there's one point in the game where I think the Bills had thrown for like 100 yards and the Giants had th- still thrown for zero. It was like in the second quarter. So I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I don't think that <laughs> it's going to really improve things for the Giants. They don't really have a lot going on. There's potential for a Tim Tebow effect here. Could be. He, he might be able to eke out something. Because if you're playing Daniel Jones, you're like, okay, these are the Giants. We'll put – 45 guys in the box. They're never going to throw it. And then that one throw, he could be beating guys on slants this week. That's all I'm saying. It's the Luke Falk effect, man. We all know it. They're going to (laughs) get juiced up by the fact that they got rid of Eli. They finally have something new to watch. It's not going to be the same old fucking Twilight Zone episode where they have to relive the moment over and over again where Eli throws a pick in the fourth quarter. And they're going up against the Bucks, who have the same problem except they haven't excise the tumor yet so it's just it's it's i actually believe the giants have all the juice in this game wow Wow. daniel jones belief in this room um i think it's just moving one diaper onto a different butt the guy's (laughs) gonna suck the old phrase Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) moving on another 4 p.m game we have the carolina panthers what the hell is going on there at the arizona cardinals I think if the Panthers lose this game, they are going to be – This is going to be – I think we're in trouble. They're going to confiscate all of Cam's scarves. <laughs> this, everyone's going to get fired. I mean, you can't lose to this team. Stop wearing the scarves, man. <laughs> I'm not trying to hinder your creativeness actually, but if 
I looked like a dumbass, if I wore a scarf to work and then our boss came in and almost fired me for nine weeks in a row, <laughs> I wear a scarf and our boss comes in and says, Jamel, I am going to fire you. I would eventually stop wearing scarves. I would just do something different to throw the man off the scent. He keeps doing the same things like it's fine. Cam Newton's body language is the worst thing I've ever seen. When he calls a play, he always, you, don't you, didn't you see in the game? He takes a moment after every play call to take a breath and relive every moment of his life and how he <laughs> got here. And it's fucking ridiculous. Did you just care, compare Cam Newton to Dewey Cox? Yes. <laughs> uh, Aaron, Great. Kyler Murray. Cardinals, any enthusiasm here? So I wanted to bring this up, and I wasn't sure if I should bring this up for the Cardinals talk or for the Rams talk. But you got Cliff Kingsbury, Cardinals, and you got Sean McVay for the Rams. Who is hotter? Mm. Mm. I'm a McVay guy. Kingsbury, come on, height matters. Let's be real. Height has always so mattered. Th I, this is my thinking. Sean McVay, I think, is hotter on the field. He looks good in, like, a Rams polo. He looks good with the sunglasses. Oh, with the he's headset got, on. With the headset. He's in the moment. Yeah. I think Cliff looks better outside of football, off the field. He could – you could see him on the street and be like, that's a handsome guy. You. you know what I mean? Okay. So that's my that, – why we have both, so we'll celebrate both. But Does the <laughs> – does the who's a better coach factor into uh, attractiveness? Well – yeah, no, yes absolutely no. not. But, no, but it does not. not. Really. I'm uh, throwing Matt, Matt LaFleur in there, a new Packers coach, also in his 30s, good-looking guy. Let's not forget about him. He's also 2-0. Okay. Winning does matter, and so does height, Jamal. You're absolutely right. And let's not sleep on Andy Reid. He's lost weight. <laughs> Looking trimmer this season. Is he? <laughs> oh, Andy. Last late afternoon game, Houston Texans at Los Angeles Chargers. Jamel, talk to me about what you saw out of the Texans. Deshaun Watson had a late rushing touchdown on a fourth down to seal it. Close game against Gardner Minshew. Like I said, man, it's still early, man. Everybody still has belief, man. These these teams are they're out here fighting and blah blah. <laughs> but like, man, this one's gonna have a lot of wild card implications later in the year. Like this game is not gonna be like fun to watch. But the result is really going to matter, like, deep into November. So you don't think the Texans are going to win outright their division? You well, yeah, because that's Colts open. or something? I think the Colts got a shot. I think the Titans got a shot. I think I think that division has one of those fields where everybody could go 8-8. Eight and eight. But nobody's got Deshaun. I, I think that that's important. And they did trade for a left tackle. I think that'll kind of solidify as they play a lot. And the guy just got – he just got traded, had to pack his bags, and, like, three days later yeah. he was starting on the line. And I know they treat those linemen like, you know, like just shut up and do what you're told. Cattle. But there's a little bit of, you know, of gelling, I suppose, that needs to take place. Having never played offensive line or football at all, I just hear that a lot. So that's what I'm going on. Seems like a thing. And, it feels uh, right to me too, bro. And so I think that they're actually the team to beat in the AFC South. I mean, even still, you know, the Chargers, a tough out Did every time. Just a classic Chargers road loss this last Sunday. That is that is what the Chargers fans expect. Every Chargers fan has watched that same game ten fucking times during Philip Rivers' career. Just a game that is right there. Field goal misses, fumbles mm, on yeah. in the red zone. It is just good stuff. I, I have nothing against them or for them, but man, that was just it's the NFL's back when Philip Rivers is uh, you know bumbling around, screaming. In the red zone after a turnover. It's just good stuff. Um, New Orleans Saints traveling to Seattle Seahawks. Aaron, did you watch that Saints-Rams game? I did. I saw – well, I saw most of it. It was – I got back from Vegas, like, right when it was starting, and I laid on the couch and fell asleep for part of it, to be honest. Um, but I did see some Teddy Bridgewater in action, which is going to be their guy for the next six weeks. So that that has – I got. I think it's got to have Saints fans a little bit nervous. Um <laughs> Going from Drew Brees to Teddy Bridgewater. It has us Alvin Kamara <laughs> owners pretty damn nervous. But um, I am interested to see if there will be another blown call in that game to have the Saints conspiracy um, building. I was in New Orleans last year for the Super Bowl, and it was a full-on mutiny. Like, 
every bar that we passed on every block had a sign that said, we will not be showing the Super Bowl. Like, refs, are you blind? It was a great atmosphere, to be honest. But um, I'm interested to see that lore build of there is actually a conspiracy against the Saints. <laughs> that is pretty fun. And they truly believe it, and too. They, they really believe it. And, like, let's see. Uh, speaking of conspiracy theorists, Pete Carroll is the coach of the Seattle Seahawks, <laughs> 9-11 truther. If anyone would believe that the Saints are being screwed up from on high. Yeah, I um, I like S- Seattle here. Um, they're off to a good start. I mean, they're squeezing out these early wins. I think that's a real team. I think Seattle's going to be pretty good this season. You know, They're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Okay, the, the Sunday night. Sunday night primetime game. Los Angeles Rams at Cleveland Browns. Two primetime games in a row for the Browns. Aaron, are the Rams just going to take it to them? I hope to God that they do. Like, I'm, I, when all the hype, this is what happens a lot of the time with Cleveland. Cleveland and Buffalo get compared a lot because they're both these rust belt cities, these terrible teams. And then this season to see Cleveland get all of the love and all of the hype of just, oh, Cleveland's for real this year. This is final of the year for Cleveland. Like, oh, they've been so bad. Like, both. Like, no, it's not real. Cleveland sucks. They've always sucked. They're going to suck this season. The Rams are going to destroy them. I heard Cleveland rocks from Drew Carey's show. (laughs) Um, Okay. However, I will say Robert Woods owes me a personal apology for leaving the Bills. So, Robert Woods. (laughs) There are probably several Bills quarterbacks from the last five years that we could get on this podcast. Oh yeah, they're not Absolutely. doing anything. I'd love to talk to somebody like Lashawn McCoy and say, "Can you name the starting quarterbacks that you played for yep. with on the Bills during Kyle your Orton? time?" No way he'd be able to name them all. Well, we've all had Kyle Orton as quarterback. <laughs> I, I like the. I think that Gardner Minshew is like the Kyle Orton of this season. Oh yeah, somebody just embodies. They've that, got similar like, vibes. And- yeah, yeah. There's always got to be one. I would love to see Sad Baker. I, I'm definitely rooting for the Rams in this game, although they've been a little disappointing if you actually watch the games. Their defense is fine. It's better than it was last season, I think, uh, although it was very good last season. But the offense, like I picked up Goff and I picked up uh, Brandon Cooks in my other league. Like I thought this was just going to be another, you know, air raid, fast, you know, uh, deep ball fest, and it's just not. It's Goff's throwing crazy errant passes and – Kind of looks like a dork and doesn't know where the sun sets at night. And that's a problem. That's that's going to show up in big games that he doesn't know where the sun sets. His eyes are too close together. Heading into our Monday night game. Woo! Oh, boy. We have Chicago Bears. Say it. Traveling. Say it all. To the District of Columbia. Okay. Landover, Maryland. Landover, Maryland, actually play Jamel's Washington football squad. I hope they take a stop at the Bojangles at the Largo Town Center. I hope they step over there or maybe go to the mega church. Treat yourselves. Right around the corner. Treat take, yourself, Chicago. Take a trip to the uh, now vacant Iverson Mall. <laughs> Honestly, bro, if I'm being really real as an official analyst and journalist, he's got a shot to win this game. Well, well, the unfortunate truth, they could it, actually win this football game. It needed to be said because they have been playing good quarter two halves of football. football yeah which is their favorite thing to do we're not really known for putting together entire games but the bears offense is so bad perhaps that won't matter yeah let me read you some stats um 200 passing yards on 25 attempts no touchdowns do you know who that was last week that was luke falk let me read you uh, Trubisky's stat <laughs> yeah, line. I was like wait 120 passing yards on 27 attempts Somehow got the win. 120 yards in 27 attempts. This is atrocious quarterback play. I, I mean, Not you great. can – I can't believe. And Luke Falk didn't play the whole fucking game. Yeah, he played Simeon didn't get half. hurt until midway through the second quarter. This is embarrassing. Um, and you know what? I think the Bears and the, and the Skins – are somewhat united and that they have the two saddest fan bases going right now for completely different reasons, obviously. Mm. I mean, the Bears fans have to deal with the fact that they whiffed on this Trubisky pick and they have an otherwise dominant roster and they are just have to close their eyes and fucking pray for 13 points a game. (laughs) And it's just, can we get to 13 or 14 points? And it's, you're going to miss your window to win this championship. That team is very good. 
and they have a just fucking asshole of a quarterback. And then you have, and I think that's torture for a fan base to know you're good, but not, but to know you can't win. And then the Alex Smith effect. And then you have the Washington football team who just has no hope whatsoever. It's like the yin and yang of, of a bad fan bases. I wouldn't say no hope. I would say nothing to lose. Nothing, nothing to, lose. to lose. Yeah, there's there's some hope. His name is uh, Dwayne Haskins. He's sitting on the sideline. I think there's oh, a little bit on. of hope for that guy. You got murder was the Case Keenum coming out there throwing, you know, touchdowns Case? all over the field. The guy's not doing so bad. I would rather if I was a Bears fan, I'd take Case Keenum right now. Case as Keenum oh, looks sure. good, but he's not the answer. I think everybody knows he's not going to win a, a lot of games for that team. But he does. He's a fair. He's a fine quarterback to put on the field. Yeah, I wonder what the issue is because he seems okay. You know, he's making some throws. He's trying to throw it downfield. Would you say 90% Bears fans in the crowd? Um, I'm going to put it at about 75. 75? My parents are actively selling tickets, so <laughs> a couple Bears fans are going to scoop them up. You know what I mean? What's the temperature? In but D- there's just not as many Bears fans in the city. It's not. But that's people, D.C. There's people from everywhere. People, there's people from everywhere. But I feel like people from Chicago are moving to Arizona. They're moving yes. west. They're not moving to D.C. Taking their covered wagons. Yeah. That's real shit. Going west. You know Arizona's got a crazy Bears fan base. That's like real. That's real numbers. Then they might take their wagons and head back east to see their team on Monday night. Yeah. Pick up a chicken biscuit. Have a good time. But I really think that uh, that Bears... Um, temperament of the the bear fan is on the verge of a fucking mental breakdown. I really think that those guys came into this year thinking Trubisky's had a full off season in the same offense. These guys are going to come out lights blazing. I, I really think the, the skins have a chance to win this game. And yeah. If they do, bears fan is going to be yeah. wounded. Losing to us can really send somebody over the edge. Watch out for your people. We do know some Bears fans, and it yeah. would be fun in this room to see Jamel walking in after a victory, pointing to the Bears fans, one of whom is his boss. But I wouldn't, though. I wouldn't, though, only because I know that this win means nothing. But you enjoy I will enjoy the night. Think about the... I will, I will watch it, and I will like it, but then, as soon as it is over, I will quickly realize that it is one of our five wins on the year that we will have, and we're going to look real bad You don't want to think of, about the guy in his – or the 12-year-old in his Josh Norman uh, jersey going to school on Monday – or on Tuesday morning after a big Monday night win, just feeling good, like, hey, we're one and two. We beat the Bears. Nope. You don't care about that kid? Fuck that kid. That kid can literally eat my dick off in a non-sexual way. There it is. Sounds like – Bears Man, this will is, go down. I, maybe I was wrong comparing these fan bases. Sounds like Skins fan is way more wounded and hurt than I thought. I've got some personal issues. You know, I'm not going to put it on everybody. You've got mail. Okay, let's get into our mailbags. Uh, we got we got a bunch of stuff to get to. A I'm bunch? Just, maybe like maybe like one? Like maybe one, one, each. One. one each? Look, we can't read all the mail. This is a long show. Yeah. He was about to. You were ready to read all the mail. I'm going to read one piece of mail. Right Here's one. <laughs> It's handwritten. Uh, it says, have any of you seen or heard from Doug? He hasn't been home in a day and a half, and I'm starting to get worried. I made beef stroganoff a few nights ago, and it's just sitting in the fridge waiting for him to come home. Signed, Helen, Doug Marone's wife. Oh, of course. Callback. Oh, yes, yes. Good callback. She's <laughs> very worried about Doug. She, she loves Helen. Doug Marone. She's no yeah. Jalen Ramsey. She, she loves him. Helen, he's coming home soon, we think. We have no idea where he is. We don't know where he is. He's not even, like, cheating on her. He's just, like, at his friend's house. (laughs) She's just sending letters to every podcast looking for Doug. Just needs to get his name out there. Aaron, do you want to read some fan mail? Hey, guys. Huge fan of the show. Just wanted to say how flattered I was to get a shout-out in the Sunday Night Football broadcast this week. I'm honored and a little surprised to get brought up on national TV in 2019. While the onslaught of public attention in the 90s was a bit much for me, I do miss the spotlight. So I'll take what I can get. Suffice it to say, I'm now officially a Falcons fan. Good luck on the rest of your season, Edo Smith, from Judge Lance Edo. <laughs> <laughs> did did Edo Smith? Judge. Oh, did he, he get has, a shout out? Uh, they did mention that Edo Smith was nicknamed after Judge Edo, which I need like a full two hour 
maybe not like like more like four thirty for thirties about the naming process. That like, like I oh, need to go oh. into the headspace of every person that was there, the the people who worked in the hospital. <laughs> That they were like, yeah, this is this makes sense. This totally applies. Ito, yeah. Ito, that's a great name. Yeah, yeah definitely. It was it was a twenty minute decision. <laughs> Everybody was at the crib watching Court TV. Ito Smith's mom was in the middle of uh, the, you know the most exciting case of the nineties. Lance Ito gets mentioned. She's like, ooh. Ito sound kind of good. I'm surprised well, we don't have more Itos from that time. <laughs> There's like, like a 20-second decision. <laughs> in the NHL, they bring up Brooks Orpik was named after, like, Herb Brooks. And that's always like, oh, it's a nice thing. Like, he's a hockey player. Like, iconic hockey legacy, Team USA, blah, blah, blah. But then it was like, oh, yeah, he's named after um, Judge Ito. So, I mean... <laughs> I mean, he's a Lance Ito's a fan of that. So can we coin a can, can we coin a nickname for Ito Smith if he's like kind of you know d- juking in the backfield? We call him the Dancing Ito. Perfect. Mm. Yep, nailed it. I tried to trade him from the, my team yesterday. Danny re- refused. He's not a hot commodity. <laughs> I took Matt Breed instead. That is pretty good. All right. Uh, yeah, uh, I got one letter from um, Militia Etheridge, uh, writing in from the woods. It's no address. Uh, not going to lie, guys. I've been thinking a lot about Shane Gillis. Now, while I think what he said is reprehensible, it's always sad to see a fat guy lose a job. Who's you guys' favorite fat coach ever? That's the question. I, I wrote a Danny question. Danny and I share the same fat. Andy? Well, and, and you know what? I, I do believe that Andy Reid, because he is my favorite coach of all time, would qualify. But – Specifically, two fat coaches. I also have a soft spot in my heart for Mark Mangino, the KU mm. football coach who was the last person to lead us to a winning season. Big, fat, ridiculous looking man yeah. who won games in the NCAA. I, I respected that guy uh, until he said something racist to a player and got fired. Sure. But during his tenure, Look you know. really fun <laughs> fat guy to watch. Mine, Romeo Cornell. Ooh, oh, sure. Big also Romeo Cornell coach. guy. Yeah, yeah. Former Chiefs guy. Uh, last guy to lead the Browns to a winning season that was still somehow a losing season. <laughs> he was great. What do you think his favorite I'm, food is? I'm going to peg him as a mac and cheese guy. Yeah, that sounds right. You don't think he fell in love with some of that KC barbecue? I, um, you know, shout out Buddy Ryan and the, and the Ryan boys. Mm. His kids, they all are large guys. Are you a Rex or a Rob? I'm a Rex guy. Yeah, I actually you like I'm a Rex, Rex defender. Like yeah. I like feet. I like Rex. I think Rex Ryan was a good coach. Um, he's he got a little full of himself, but I do think he, he was pretty good. I like Rob's um, hair, and I also like um, that Browns offensive line coach from Hard Knocks last year. Let's give him some love. Oh yeah, Sid Hut. Sid Hut. Oh yeah, when you can see his gut. Yeah, that's top rank stuff. Uh, I have a I have a mailbag here. A mailbag letter. Uh, this is a message for Ben Roethlisberger. Ben, I just want you to know, I'm glad you're hurt. I hope it's not just for this season, but for the rest of your crappy career. I hope the, doc- the doctors botch the surgery and you get vicious stabbing pains every time you try to throw or wave or jerk off. And meanwhile, the Steelers move on to better quarterbacks and the league moves on to everyone. Uh, and the league moves on and everyone just totally forgets that you ever existed. So when someone Googles Big Ben, they no longer get the piece of shit who gets away with sexually assaulting people. Signed, Big Ben, The Clock. <laughs> we had the clock right in? That clock, clock has to have a grudge. I mean, yeah. you're absolutely right. The, uh, the SEOs of the world put the clock back at the top. The cl- that's the Big Ben. That's the one Big Ben. Yeah, it's like he was the only Big Ben. And then this human Big Ben comes... Now America's watching soccer. For years, the only thing we knew about England was the clock. That's right. Now we don't even think about England anymore. Yeah. We think about pinning a woman to the wall at a fucking yeah, in the bathroom bar bathroom. Yes, yeah, son, it's fucked. Now, too yeah. much tradition with that clock to be usurped by a piece of human garbage like Ben Roth. Yeah, time's up. Okay, let's, uh, let's give our final thoughts for the week. I will start. Football's a war of attrition. Nothing matters right now. All these teams are going to lose four or five games other than the Patriots and the Chiefs. They'll probably go 14-2 and two each. The only thing that matters is keeping your players healthy. That's my only thought. I mean, just don't get hurt. Carson, please don't get hurt. That's it. Aaron, do you have any final thoughts this week? 
final thoughts. Um, I just I know it's very early in the season, but I do think that the Bills are going to uh, make it to the playoffs again this year. Optimism. A lot of optimism right now. We'll see how it all crashes and burns in like mid-season. We play the Ravens in December. That's going to suck, but um, it's fine. Right now, I'm enjoying the ride. Might die in Buffalo this weekend, but it'll be worth it. We're talking about maybe sleeping in a tent the night before. We'll see what happens. It's going to be wild. Football is the worst. And, oh, I had a, I have a friend, Becky, who's a Patriots fan, texted me this week saying that she's no longer a fan of the Patriots. She's going to become a Rams fan because of all the Antonio Brown stuff. And then she said, actually, I'm going to hold off on choosing the Rams. I think I might be done with the NFL altogether. Oh, we are so, losing people. So just that is possibly happening. I can't turn away just yet. I'm sorry. Well, tell them to, to come to our podcast where they can feel better about maybe not watching football, but at least hearing about football. Hang in there, Becky. You're going to be okay. Uh, my final thought, Adam Vinatieri, just go ahead and quit, man. It's cool. Why are they, they – he misses like two extra points and two field goals, something like that, last week. Did the same thing in the first week. He's missing extra points. The man has a legacy to protect, and even he realized it and floated it out there that he was maybe going to retire, and then he decided not to retire because he was somehow convinced by the Colts coaching staff to continue being their kicker. The dude's missing kicks. I've seen dudes miss one fucking kick and get fired the next day. I get that the guy's a legend, but, like, for Uh everybody's sake— let the man sleep. Let him sleep on Sunday morning. Go get a nice announcing job. He looks like the Trivago guy. You might as well just jump into that job <laughs> if you want to. Just don't kick the football anymore. You're tarnishing the wonderful legacy that you had for the disgusting, deviant Patriots and the pretty cool, okay Colts. Uh, my final thought, um, I love you guys, and I love the Fox NFL cyborg robot. Football mm. man. Cletus. And Cletus. I still hate football and I hate myself. Goodbye. Oh, I, I'm i sorry. 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 Sorry, guys. 